Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fumblecast. I'm Chris, here with Tim before another holiday weekend. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. So we are coming at you a little bit less to talk about because it's back-to-back weeks. So we actually are recording two weeks in a row. It's kind of a shocker to me, but we're going to do it because, yeah. Um, The first thing we're going to go into is that um, this is kind of crazy is that despite significant flops, uh, Disney breaks box office records in 2022. Um, now I would say that's partially because of, there's been a couple of them, I believe that have been kind of not under the radar, but they're like lower level movies that did way better than they were expecting. And then you got to think, um, no offense to, the Black Widow movie, but they made a lot of money off that movie and didn't have to pay out, you know, like when that one came out, that wasn't this year, but also, but there's stuff that comes out on Disney plus that people sign up for that. They can track, they can see, Hey, look, they paid to get this to get for this movie. So I feel like they've got kind of an unfair advantage, you know, like, um, it's not on the list, but Paramount plus, uh, Top Gun Maverick is the most streamed movie ever for the platform, and it was only on there for like two days. So that's that's crazy. Yeah, and and the craziest part is is when you think about it, uh, what if those people had actually gone and watched the movie? You know what I mean? Like right. it did decent at the box office. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who were like, yeah, I didn't watch it there, but it sounded like it was a good a good movie, so I'm going to watch it, and they end up loving it. Um, I do know that, you know, since I've been watching a lot more Tom Cruise stuff because of all the crazy, I don't even know if you've seen them, he's been blowing up because, like, people have the whole Scientology aspect of him, but some reporter showed him um, a bunch of memes of him holding on to stuff, from that, from the Mission Impossible where he's hanging on to the, or no, from the mummy when he's hanging on the side of the plane. Yeah. And he thought it was the best thing ever. He was laughing. He goes, do you have more? And he's showing him more and showing him more. So uh, I feel like, especially with the way things have changed because of um, the pandemic and everything, I feel like there's a lot more... I don't know. People are not. How do you would, how would you say it? They're not more optimistic. They're more of like, look, I um, I'm gonna enjoy this content that I get. I do find. I know Tim doesn't watch uh, Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon, but I do feel like there was a lot less negative articles out about the shows. They some people did compare the movies to the. Um, books or television shows of the books and they're like this is how they differ but it hasn't been that much of a negativity you know what I mean so maybe that's going on with Disney too because I heard so many people are watching that one what was the one we were talking about last week Strange Worlds yeah and my favorite one I don't know if I said it to you Tim is they're like excuse me but Disney is over sexualizing these movies and this guy goes oh <clears throat> yeah a second, I had to watch two lions get it on while uh, Elton John's is Elton John playing. Yeah, I love the well, yeah. Well, the, the, the sweet singing of Elton John in the background. And I'm like, 
Bro, I didn't even think about that. And then he was raised by um, two men. Yeah. After his father died, he was raised by two men. Yeah. That. Oh, or my two, God. Or I'm sorry, two. Yeah, two males. Yep. Males. Which one of them is gay in real life. So it's kind of like. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to say. So people didn't watch Strange Worlds. And it's just been blowing the doors off Disney Plus lately. It's going insane. So I think that's part of it. And also, I think um, part of it has to do with Bluey. Because I love Bluey. Bluey's amazing. And all the Australians out there get to watch it first. And Disney Plus brings it to a second. So, um, yeah. Well, and I mean, they're not hurting because it said they made more over $4 billion. So, I mean... Even though, and you're going to get stuff that flops on, you know, on its debut. I mean, Avatar 2 flopped, you know. I guess you, flop isn't the right word. Or you think of flop that they're, oh my gosh, it didn't do anything. Um, but, you know, it didn't get in, uh, the revenue as they had anticipated. But yet, you know, it's, well kind of foreshadowing on the next one it's past one billion dollars um already on it but they were thinking with all the hype and everything behind it that it was going to do that like its first weekend um but it didn't so <clears throat> you know you kind of got to take it with a, a grain of salt but it's still disney they're going to put out the you know mcu movies make a whole bunch of money um you know and sprinkling well, you know, whatever, if they got any Star Wars stuff in there as <clears throat> as well. Um, I think, too, you know as well as I do, when you leave Disney Parks, they um, they do these surveys out the wazoo. Like, every once in a while, they'll catch you, and they'll literally... And it's the most random questions. Like, did you eat anything that was especially delicious? Or, you know what I mean? Like, how the random the questions are. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all what they want to either looking to do or have kind of just starting or or you know just getting feedback on one particular thing. Because I remember when we when our our passes were in were were expiring, their question they asked a lot when we were going was, "Do you think we should get rid of payment plans for passes?" And I was like, "This is a weird question, but I get it." So. I'm sure they had the same thing for Disney plus new subscribers. So they probably know because Netflix knows, but doesn't sell anything. They don't, they don't say how many new subscribers came because of this movie or this show. Like, Oh, Hey, look the day that Wednesday dropped, we got this many new subscribers. So you, you do know, but I feel like they know exactly. And that's why it's breaking records because they know, look, um, this movie got released on Disney plus and it's doing phenomenal. And, um, as we talked last week, there are certain movies that just don't get promoted because they don't want to promote them. So, you know, that's what happened with Strange Worlds, and now it's taking off on Disney+. Encanto had a second life where they did it did decent in the box office, and then all of a sudden they were doing sing-alongs and stuff. Now all the little kids are dressing as Maribel going to the parks, which I think is amazing. So yep. they know what they're doing. They know how to play the system. So... Um, Hopefully with the old Bob back, maybe they'll do some more stuff, but we'll see. Um, Tim did mention that, you know, that 
Avatar The Way of Water experienced a massive box office drop. And I part of it is just because I, the reviews have been the movie's phenomenal, but the storyline is not great. They put more money into the 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 CGI and everything on it than actually the script. Well, and I think it's partially that and partially the fact that James Cameron can't keep his foot out of his mouth. Like, they just revealed a thing talking about how he removed 10 minutes of footage because he didn't want to promote that much gun violence. I'm like, bro, you did Terminator. You did Terminator. And now you want to say you don't want to promote gun violence? Come on, man. What are we doing? He bashes the MCU, does all this stuff to be like, I get it, you're James Cameron. But guess what? I've heard George Lucas is a complete jerk. You know what he doesn't do? He doesn't bash other directors. He doesn't outwardly say this movie's trash. You know, he keeps his opinion to himself because he knows the influence he has. And I think this influence is is hurting him. Um, I don't know how they're going to get people to promote the next two because apparently they're basically both done filming. So, I, I don't yeah, know. It, I, oh, it, I don't it's it's going to be tough for them. They got themselves in a hole. Yeah. I think the only thing that could get them out of this hole a little bit is if the reviews on the next ones are better than the reviews for this one. Like there was a story, there was a, there was a strong story, a strong plot line um, but how on it. When they, they filmed it concurrently, there's, it's impossible. If no, I, that in this one. No, I know. I mean, you can't go back and do it right now, but I'm saying that's the only thing that will that. I mean, in my opinion, that will um, get more people to go to it, because especially, you know, like it says, you know, it saw a drop from its debut. Um, so it wasn't strong. It's next weekend. And I think that's like you said, due to the reviews and everything of it. And people are like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to wait for it. Or, hey, you know what? We're going to go holiday weekend. We'll go check it out that time. And then it's like, yeah, you know what? Reviews aren't that great. I really don't want to sit in the three and a half hour movie that I'm just going to sit there and watch for, you know, the CGI. I mean, I could do get 10 minutes of that and then bounce um, or I'd rather go watch shoot at, the, at, at that time frame. You could almost watch two full movies um for that time frame at least one and a half uh on it and extra, like you said if it's got no good plot line or storyline why do i want to sit there for three plus hours well and not just that like i'll give um uh i'll give them the fact that why they why they actually did it this is kind of crazy do you know why they filmed them congruently like or concurrently i have no clue because James Cameron flat out said that, do you know how difficult it is to explain a age change in movies? Because if we film this concurrently, we won't have to explain any of the vehicle changes because the movies will take place one after the other. And I think that's kind of brilliant. A little bit. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, I don't know... I, I honestly I don't know, man. I I feel like they're trying their best to do this movie. I'm not a I didn't care for I I watched a little bit here and there of the first one, 
and it's so anti-America. America always goes to war. Like, there's just so much stuff underlying in the theme. It's hard for me to separate it. I don't mind that, that they had that that theme. I don't mind it at all. It's just, to me, it's like, I want to see a mindless movie. I don't want to go there and have them talk about all this political stuff, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Unless it's an actual political movie that I know what I'm going to. This is supposed to be fantasy, not, you know, a mirror image of the, of the current, you know, civilization kind of thing. So, Right, exactly. For over three hours, too. I mean, I, I just, I still can't get over that it's Bro, that they, long. They, he wants the fifth one to be six hours long. Dude, that's like three movies. I, what's funny is, is that those of you out there, if you listen to We Hate Movies, they often will take movies that are bad and either explore a different plot line or they will um, be like, hey, look, you know, if they would cut this out, cut that out or add this deleted scene, it would make a lot more sense. Yeah. My favorite being... This is actually so they they did. I listened to the one today, which was talking about Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, and they're like, "How do you legitimately have your child get left at home the year before, and you have something like this happen again?" Because I don't know how many families would go on a big trip the year after another kid got left behind. Don't understand it. And then the inappropriate jokes, all this stuff. But they're like, "You know what would have been an amazing movie." He gets to New York, and all about all it's about is him being in the hotel, and that Rob Schneider's bellhop character was related to Marv, and basically they were trying to rob the hotel, and he's trying to help them thwart it. I think that's kind of the plot of Jud Dunstan checks in, so I don't know, but it makes sense. Like they can change it. So if you guys do want to listen to their podcast about Avatar, they do have a lot of good changes that would have been made to the first one. And I'm sure they're going to watch this new one. And I mean, they said they go across one billion. How much money did they spend on this? They spent over probably what, 500, 600 million on it? Oh, yeah. And that's probably not including advertising. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, box off <clears throat> budget 250 million. Okay. Oh, wait, yeah, Avatar The Way of Water, yep. But yeah, and box offers 1.03. So, but here's the sneaky part. The budget's 250. But is that 250 just for that one? Or are they going to try and backload it and say, oh, it was 250 for this one, it was 500 for the second one, when in reality it was like 350 each, or you know what I mean? Where do they try and change things to make it look like this one's more successful? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that. Well, we won't know until the second one comes out or the third one, I guess. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's not going to be good. But um, on to some this one, I saw it and I didn't put it, but Tim did. So I do want to talk about it. So ex Disney star is Orlando. Is it last name Brown, right? Orlando Brown. Yeah. Um. So he was on um That's So Raven. And. Yep. Um, the guy has gone through some trials and tribulations. It hasn't been the best for him. Um, a lot of drug abuse, um, things of that nature. And it's just, you feel bad for the guy because he was a child star. And I do know from what I've heard, 
there's been a lot of people that are like, look, when you are a child star, if you don't have the proper, you know, support system or things like that, then what ends up happening is, is you just end up with, you know, just, just this horrible, just continuous, how would you say it? Basically cycle of just abuse and whatnot, because, you know, look, Raven Simone was a star of that. So Raven. So the other stars, however, they cope with being second fiddle or whatever. It just, it wasn't great. And yeah, he, um, he, he's not doing good. And it was a domestic violence. I didn't actually see, um, what the domestic violence was, but it, it can't be great. Yeah, no, he hasn't done good since like 2014. So he's issues with addiction, mental health issues, homelessness, compounding arrest. 2014, he claimed, um, a <clears throat> uh, woman claimed that he threatened to kill her and his daughter. That's not good. In 2016, arrested with an argument with his girlfriend, charged with domestic battery and meth possession. 2018 in Vegas, he was arrested on outstanding warrants. Um, then he was arrested for felony drug possession, arrested again when he broke into his friend's restaurant. <clears throat> 2018 went on Dr. Phil. Um, and then this one was um, <clears throat> misdemeanor charge of domestic violence, caused belief of intimate physical harm by threat or force. So I think, uh, and on his mugshot, he's like sitting there, like smiling, like grinning, like, yep. like say cheese. So, and the funny thing is, is <clears throat> he has a tattoo on his like neckline of Raven Simone from that. So Raven, very interesting. Yeah. So I think this guy has, um, <clears throat> I don't know if he's not all there or whatnot, but, um, it's not not good not good at all um so hopefully he gets the help that he needs um at, at a minimum you hope that so yeah right uh, especially being a child star for the disney channel does feel like they do get a little bit more leniency and they do get taken care of quite a bit more you know um What's his face? Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. Um, you know, people reached out to him and took care of him just because they're like, you know, we can't have you out on the streets like this. And, you know, it, it's it's not easy. Um, but it is easier when you do have the money and whatnot. So I feel like that, you know, what I mean, it's. Uh, right. Yeah. Um Next, more positive stuff. We do see that the Walt Disney Family Museum celebrates Snow White anniversary with stunning concept art. Now, I didn't. Have, did you actually get to see it? Um, no, I just put it in here. That's one of my goals. Is one of these times is to go to San Francisco and Barcadero and check out the Walt Disney Family Museum. But this is pretty cool, especially Snow White and all the success that it brought to the Disney Studios, and then actually having the um concept art that goes with it if you haven't been to the walt disney museum they do have amazing um uh like like pieces of film hung up so like you actually can see stills from the different cartoons things like that it's actually pretty cool um 
I've I've been there once, and my favorite part was actually there's a Starbucks um, down the street that um, has a a Yoda statue in a fountain, and so it's all it's pretty big there um, for for that. So um, I thought it was pretty cool, but you know. Um, a lot of people they don't get to see the kind of behind like so that the notes to make sure the Walt Disney Family Museum is not associated with the Disney parks. It's not associated with any of that stuff. And that was uh weird to me because I was like, wait, what? And yeah, it's um Yeah, it's more based on Walt, like I said, Walt Disney's family and everything that has to do that. Now it's not to say that they don't have anything about Disneyland or any of the parks in there. But it's not, it's more so with everything that has, <clears throat> excuse me, that has to do with Disney, whether it be, you know, the parks, the entertainment issue, the, I mean, the inter- entertainment side of it, um, animation side of it is personal um, side of it as well. And when they do um, <clears throat> exhibits like this, it's, it, it it's, it's Disney-fied, to say the least. They do they do it well, especially with the archives and everything. Um, yeah. You know, they pull out pieces that um, you would have never seen or you only saw one time with a wonderful world of Disney that Walt had. And it hasn't been seen since Walt used it on that one show that one time. Yeah, I think a lot of it is like, so for those that don't know... Um, they don't discard a lot of the stuff in the parks, but a lot of it does just gonna go away. It's you know, hence how all the original um stretching paintings from Disneyland are gone is because they've been sold to collectors and whatnot. Um, but there is like I remember they have like a section that has like the Snow White premiere, so it has like photos from the premiere, stills from the movie. Um, they have different sections where you could actually like see. One of the like, I think Steam, Steamboat Willie plays on a loop of this like little small little projector, so um, it's pretty cool. So if you want to go check it out, it is in San Francisco. And I will say, <clears throat> and ch- and check before you go because I know there are certain days that they're closed, like Monday or something or Tuesday or whatnot. So yeah, ba- before you go, if you are planning on going, make sure you check out what days they are closed. And you have a there's a spot where you turn this corner in this hallway and you have a very amazing view of the Golden Gate Bridge, and um, it's pretty cool. And there's also this random there's some sort of bike trail down there or running trail where um, the runners run up to the wall and they ha- slam their hands against the fence and there's handprints on the fence. And we watched them do that for like five or ten minutes. It was kind of interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's right below the bridge. So. Um, Next thing we got is Warner Brothers is going all in with the Flash promo to debut at the Super Bowl. Now, this is a one of two things that are happening here. Either one, they're trying to just push this out, trying to get as much money as possible before they restart the DCU, which is, has be um, officially dubbed the new section is the DCU. Everything currently currently out is the DCEU. So they're doing a very similar thing that Star Wars had happened to it, where they have the extended universe, and, the, and now it, it's called uh, Star Wars Legends. Now DCU will be the stuff going forward. 
So I have a feeling they're just trying to make as much money as possible and then um, start everything over. Um, Ezra Miller, I'm almost positive, won't be involved. Um, the Rock might be involved with the Black Adam stuff, but that is not on the forefront. And uh, I guess him and James Gunn have a big, um, a big friendship because James Gunn flat out said when everyone got mad at him for doing the Suicide Squad um, was they're like, hey, um, if MCU succeeds and DCU succeeds, everyone succeeds. And The Rock has had some of the, kind of a similar mantra while doing Black Adam. So um, I feel like that's what they're kind of connecting on. And maybe we'll see more Black Adam, but, you know, you never know. It's up in the air right now. Um, I know a lot of people are stoked because the um, era that Gun referenced is uh, kind of what everyone wants to see in a Batman or Superman kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. Um, next, this is insane. Um, major blockbuster movie sequel gets a release date. The sequel to Twister, which is called Twisters, will open in theaters nationwide on Friday, July 19th, 2024. Um, I don't even know who's in it. I think it's the same cast, to be honest. Well, it can't be one of them, because one of them's dead. Yeah, but I mean, as far as... Um, Ellen Hunt and stuff? Yeah. Um, does he even have anything on... <clears throat> well, I know has anything on IMDb. A lot of the people that were in the first one um don't they're not huge. You know. There was already a oh Twister 2. Cuz see so yeah, so Bill Paxton passed away. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Helen Hunt in it. Oh, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. I forgot that he was in it, too. Yep. Oh, so the one of them's still alive. Meg, the one who plays Meg. Yeah, but I he, hope Alan Ruck's in it. I like him, too. Yes, I like Alan Ruck. Um, Sean Whalen, I like him, too, as well. I've been following him on TikTok. He does really cool stories with people. Um, Joey Slotnick. And what's kind of cool is actually um, Jeremy Davies, Wendell... Uh, Wendell, Wendell Josper. So that's one played Haynes, and sh and she was the partner to uh, Waylon. They actually go to. They have a festival at the wherever Meg was supposedly um, like living in Twister, where they're supposed to be based out of. And there's yeah. a lives in the town that drives the truck that's exactly the same with the contraption in the back of it. And, like, they went there and they took pictures with, like, the vehicles. So it was pretty cool. So I know there's actually a pretty big following for um, them. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, to say the least. <clears throat> right. Um, next one. This one is important. So, um James Gunn confirms more than one character not returning to MCU after Guardians 3. The trailer for Guardians 3 shows it being extremely hectic. Um, basically, they basically have, I don't know, 
five or six scenes in the trailer that's like, oh my gosh, who's dying? Because that's what it looks like, is someone from that scene is dying. So I have a feeling that they're doing this a little bit to, I don't know, maybe maybe make you question what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, have you watched the whole thing and be like, yeah, this is, you know, the time when someone dies. I don't know. But what I do know is, is that they do need to have some very large deaths in this film because, you know, spoiler alert, certain people have died in the MCU, but magically they can come back at any time. So I feel like this will be the first significant deaths after the big deaths from Endgame. So, you know, we saw, you know, Iron Man die, but he can come back because it's it's very easy for them based off the comics. You know, Black Widow dies in Endgame, but she had a movie come out after, you know, so it's not, it's not finite. I feel like if they have multiple of them die here, it's going to help them a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on that, but I think if you don't have any, like, you know, stakes, what's going to end up happening is um, you're going to have people not wanting to watch it. And I truly enjoy watching the MCU stuff. So, yeah. Um, the next thing, Tim is the one that shared this. And I know this is, you know, people don't think it's too crazy, but the TikToker who has gone viral for exploring the abandoned ruins of the Star Wars sets. Now, the sets in Tatooine were abandoned the first time in the 70s. They returned in the early 2000s, and most of it was still there. Um, it's in, what do you, what do you say, Tanzania? Tanzania, T- yeah. Yeah. And I believe the government partially helps protect it a little bit. Um, but they went through and kind of rebuilt some stuff for the prequel series. And then I believe they went back um, for Obi-Wan, because I know they were filming for the Obi-Wan series there. So it's in the middle of nowhere. It's legitimately in the middle of nowhere. Um, It does have the most famous picture ever taken of the dude in the shorts, um, the short shorts uh, doing the boom mic out there. So it is kind of like a a cool place to recreate things that are going on there. So um, I think it's really cool. It's not as risky as like those guys that kind of explore the abandoned water parks like they have in Florida for Disney where the music still plays and the lights are still on and it's super creepy. Um, Well, I mean, and that's also trespassing too, so. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) It is just weird, like, uh, that – you know, especially with the void now, they don't have to do much outside yeah. of it. But it's still pretty cool that they <clears throat> do this. Well, yeah, and you could get practical effect effects um, as well from it as well. So the guy is on TikTok, and his user is um, Oscar and Dan. I don't know O S K A R A N D D A N. So you can check it out there, and he says. You know, successfully made it to Planet 2. Pretty cool to be able to visit these old sets in Tanzania. You have to drive an hour north of Tazar, about eight hours from Tennis, to get to this Moss Espa set. There are several other sets around the country. 
hope every Star Wars fans gets to visit it one day before it's too late. So it's pretty cool, and it shows him um, on his TikTok with um, a whole bunch of um, basically still pictures of him um, there exploring the set. So it's uh, it's pretty cool that they s- still have them, and you know you you see every now and again if you're scrolling through Facebook or whatnot um, that oh, hey, you could still visit these sets, even though, you know, they were maybe done in the 70s or 80s or whatnot. You know, they built them up, did them really well, because obviously they're movie sets, so it's movie quality. They're done really well, and they may just, you know, most of them are just facades or shells, um, and then they just kind of leave there. And the cool thing is, is depending on where it's at, the um, country or town basically uses it as a tourist attraction. Hey, charge, you know, 10 bucks to come here or whatever. And you could go through it or, you know, just, Hey, it's a draw in for them. Um, then you have other ones where they built the set, but it's on a soundstage in London or something like that. And it's basically, they build it, they film it, and then they, you know, basically demo it and use it for something else. So it's cool to, to uh, see something like this, like, uh, what is it? You know, the other set that I always think of is the Popeye set, the one that Robin Williams is on, that yes. whole <clears throat> waterfront um, area that they that they filmed is all still there and they use it as a tourist attraction. So it's kind of multi-purpose. But yeah, so if you want to see this, like you said, it's out in the middle of of nowhere. It's going to take you a while to get there, but think if you're any Star Wars fans and you check out this guy's TikTok, it'll be uh, well worth it. Yeah. If you and, find yourself in Tintinia. Yeah, yeah, randomly. I don't know um, how often you're going to find yourself there, but yeah, uh, you might be able to do that. Um, next, we got, so Johnny Depp has officially been replaced by Dwayne Johnson as what, the most popular? Yeah, so it's a... It's a poll. Morning Console did the top 10 most popular actors and content creators according to Gen Z. So it's a poll done by Morning um, Consult. So, I mean, anybody could do a poll on anything. But it has basically Dwayne Johnson is at the top, then Tom Holland, Johnny Depp, Robert Downey Jr., and Emma Watson. So those are the top five there. Um going from most popular down. So like I said, it's according to Gen Z. So um, yeah, there, there you go. So which yeah. makes sense because Dwayne Johnson has been in what three movies every year for the past five years. It seems like guy doesn't really do that much besides just kind of float himself out for a whole bunch of movies. Well, and he has been, I believe, like the People's Choice actor of like the year, like the past like three years. Um, so, right. Well, and I mean, you know, he's good looking. He's got the, you know, the built and everything for it. He's got good um, chemistry as far as like slapstick humor. You always see, you know, how many videos have you seen him and Kevin Hart going back and forth um, on it? Uh, and it looks like they're not really acting that they got good chemistry together so he could be you know uh funny as well or comes off funny as well yeah so he's um he's done 
quite a, I mean, not too much. He has 95 acting credits and he has 13 upcoming products projects. Wow. Oh that yeah. Crazy. Legitimately in so next year is one called red one, but in production is big trouble. Little China, obviously a reboot red mm-hmm. notice school and jungle cruise too. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's doing one. That's a Hawaiian themed. Um, the king, king Kamehameha. 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 That's what it is. I don't know. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So I mean, oh, John Henry and the Statesman. So he might be playing John Henry too. That's crazy. So he's got thirteen in development. That's insane. So I mean, obviously, the more you get seen. Um, Johnny Depp probably would have been even lower if it wasn't for the lawsuit because people were so much on his side. He probably got like a little bump because of that. Um, you know, obviously he would have been in, the, in a new um, Pirates probably next year, 2023, if, if it wasn't for the case, maybe 2024. So, um, yeah, um, congratulations to The Rock, I guess. I kind of have a beef with him, but that's for my own personal kind of thing that I don't talk about, but yeah. Um, next, we got inclement weather causes universal Orlando closure over Christmas weekend. Now, I know it was very cold. Um, my buddy uh, in Florida was like, we're actually having like a cold Christmas, which is kind of cool, but um, you never like to see rides get shut down. Right, rides, whole parks or whatnot, and especially because you get people that that's what they do or um, that's their tradition. Either they go to Disneyland or Universal or any theme parks, um, whether it be for the day or, hey, open up presents in the morning and then go kind of later in the morning, afternoon. So it kind of stinks if uh, you can't go because the park's not open because it was too cold. Yeah, and you and you know for them to close because it's too cold. I mean, it could be blustery, windy, and rainy, and they don't close. So for it to close because it's too cold, it had to be cold. Yeah, I mean, it probably was seizing stuff up. You know, a lot of that stuff there, as we'll talk about it in um, on the Nether piles, they make changes to the parks and don't anticipate issues arising because of um, things they don't normally get. So you don't normally get cold like that so yeah oh yeah well and you have stuff that needs to operate at a certain degrees where if it's below the recommended specs on it no well, then they can't operate it exactly so um i know they opened back up so it wasn't too long but it was enough to <coughs> make our page um and lastly in our general pile uh man was arrested in front of used universal studios guests Yep, in Florida. Basically, you see the picture of, I mean, he's <coughs> cop cars there, two police officers, and they got him in cuffs, face, uh, you know, up against the cop car getting ready to put him in. So there you go. And it's always, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's don't do stupid stuff in front of people, man. It's not worth it. Right. So as you go on, um, Disney Parks pile, there's two things. One of them on here is kind of funny. Um, but the first one is uh, man responsible for multiple Disney attractions dies at 71. 
Yes, there's an uh, Italian guy, Alberto Zamperla, basically a global amusement park. Um, I don't even know what the heck that word is. Um, but he's worked on a whole bunch of um, of rides, Coney Island, you know, like you said, um, the uh, Disney parks. And so it's kind of like a Garner Holt, uh, since obviously that's a guy as well. Um, Garner Holt Productions, this is the same thing. It's the Zamper Law Group. And they did basically um responsible for flicks flyers from the now extinct bugs land which is um got reconditioned to the inside out emotional whirlwind and he also did or their company did the primeval whirl at um disney's animal kingdom so they did some stuff and like i said then they've done some stuff at cedar point and sandusky and, and whatnot but that's the ties to uh to disney so he's uh sadly no longer with us responsible for a lot of the um a lot of the amazing stuff that we've you know gotten to enjoy so it is kind of sad um, right and then also what we've been we actually talked about this last week um amid bad guest behavior disney has decided to make a major change and that major change is is, would you call it like a like a, a basic dis, de, a decency clause basically yep yeah what they call it a uh at a courtesy section yes on their web page now so basically what they're talking about is that basically um when um the gentleman we knew the jungle skipper they claimed that he was yelling at people to get them to leave the uh, area that he was in um it's basically directly addressing that yeah and and it's it's funny so they updated their website to have this courtesy section it's on the um what to know before you go uh website page and it says we us all come to this happy place to treat others with respect kindness and compassion to help guests have a safe and enjoyable experience we regularly update our disney resort rules the page reads so basically you know they could update it at any time which that's what they do and any company has that where it basically says hey regularly update it before you come check with us because things may have changed so but it's just sad that they have to do this because people don't know how to act but the nice thing is is disneyland is doing it and is addressing it and so that way, if anything happens there and you get kicked out or reprimanded or punished or whatever, then they could say, look, here it is right here on the website and the rules, too bad, so sad. And what you don't know, here's the big thing people don't know. Make sure you look at the fine print when you buy the tickets. Because technically, buying the ticket doesn't even guarantee you get in there, regardless of reservation or not. Nope. Yep. Legitimately, they can, can tell you... <laughs> We don't like the shirt you're wearing it out refuse the right to service and so then those so here's the thing so refuse the right to service is a loose it's kind of loose because technically i can't tell tim i don't like his face so i don't want him to be here but if i say hey we can't have mustaches like that in my business and i turn away every single person with a mustache like tim has that's legal so 
they are fairly consistent, and we've seen, we've talked about in the past, they don't enforce the rules the same way as, you know, they probably should. You know, they don't, they don't do the thing with, like, the shirts. Technically, if you're wearing a shirt that's inappropriate, they can kick you out, but they give you the option to get another shirt. That's like, hey, you know, you know, when I go next month, I'm going to make sure I wear my tube top, see what they say. But um, I'm glad they're making some changes and staying up on it. Right. Right. No, exactly. You want to And please take a picture um before you go in in front of the gates with your tube top. I think that'd be nice. We'll do. Um next in the resorts abroad. So this one's a little bit it's a little misleading because Shanghai Disney is not owned majorly by Disney. It's actually owned by a different Chinese company. Um, but they have announced price increases uh, for 2023, which is um, understandable because um, they haven't been barely open. Right. No, ex- exactly. But, I mean, and, yeah. So, we'll see. And I don't know, with not being too familiar with the... um resorts abroad when the last time they have increased it um or if they've done it as much and as significant as they have with the parks stateside so it Uh, could be like they haven't increased it in a while and then covid and everything that has happened with them over there of opening and shutting down and maybe it's like hey you know what it's kind of just you know, we need to need need to, you know, <clears throat> with everything going on up the the pricing, not only because we haven't been open that much, but we haven't up the up the price in a while as well. So it looks like uh, Shanghai has done it every year, but it's not. I mean, this price increase isn't going to be until June 23rd. So you still have a half a month. Right, but they changed. They raised the price this year already. So they announced right. in July of last year that they were raising it in January of this year, and then now they're raising it to G- in June twenty third. Yeah, so I, I'm and I, this is crazy. Is apparently because they have the flex pricing like we have here. It said in twenty seventeen um, that it went up thirty percent, thirty three percent for major holidays alone. So. I don't know what they pay, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, next, Disney World. So here we go. The Disney World Railroad has finally returned after four-year closure. Now, here's the thing. I believe the refurbishment was set to take place for, I think it was a two-year refurbishment to begin with. And then obviously COVID happened. So that guy could have kind of put on the back burner. And for those that don't know, um, railroad tracks and engines, if they're not maintained re- religiously and not ran religiously, you are going to have to do major refurbishment on those items. So more than likely, things sat for too long and it extended it. So they're back. Yeah. And and the other big thing is, is they were doing the tunnel and everything through um, Tron and the roller coaster. And I know that took longer than anticipated as well. So even if they wanted to open it, they really couldn't because they had to make sure that 
everything in that area was was done and and put back properly but all of a sudden one day it wasn't there and the next day it was running so everyone you know ran down there to to cover it because they didn't really say oh hey it's going to open this day it just opened and then you know i think it was disney parks blog or whatnot said oh yeah the railroad's open now yeah i think we had a hint i think it was like what um i think a month and a half two months ago they were saying they were bringing back the engineers to um get them ready for reopening so yeah we had yeah that and then they were testing the trains as well yeah um this one is crazy because i read i actually read this one so a mold infestation takes over iconic disney world ride of space mountain now see the pictures of it it's bad it's very bad so basically for people that don't know up until 2009 space mountain did not have a covered um area for their queue line um it basically was like a i think it had a cover but it wasn't enclosed well they enclosed it and they did not adjust the air conditioning. So the air conditioning, it's so wet. the It's so moist. Literally, it has mold coming out of the vents. I mean, bad. Yeah. I mean, it looks like all they have to do is just, like, run a rag over it. And it would basically knock it down. But, uh, yeah, it looks it looks bad. Which means that every time the air conditioner's on, it's blowing those mold spores and guess what it's who they're blowing them on yes sir right some you want some legionnaires yeah exactly they like they haven't had a problem with that in disneyland already right Uh, exactly uh trapped guests create chaos in disney during massive backup and i wouldn't say that's kind of clickbait i wouldn't say trapped guests it was just um after the fireworks and whatnot, everyone on Main Street, and it was a busy, busy holiday. I don't even say it was holiday weekend, but just holiday crowd. And it gets crazy in there where you got people trying to, you know, move in for fireworks and then other ones trying to leave. It was not good. And you got a bottleneck because it's Main Street, so... Yep. And Disney World seems that... Um... I don't know. Like, I feel like Disney World always has some sort of controversial issue that just causes something stupid to happen. And it ends up getting blown out of proportion because, I mean, you got really nothing better to do. You know what I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, next, we have a drunken bar brawl reported in Disney World hotel lobby. Come on, man. Yeah, I guess there's people um, shopping at one of the shops there in the lobby, and they came out and they said there was beer and glass and everything all over because they heard a commotion and then came out and, yeah, cleanup was underway. That's always fun when, you know, oh man, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people are getting drunker and drunker when they're there. And I think the big problem is, is, like, you know, our, Tim and I know our, our dads can drink, right? But here's what our dads would do. They were responsible. They weren't being crazy. They weren't trying to get hammered. And I feel like a lot of these guys are, are 
you know, people are having kids either younger or older. And their escape is to go and drink. So because their kids are having fun on vacation, what are they going to do? They're going to go get hammered and then they're going to start causing issues. And that's what's happening. Almost every single one of these is, is usually related to someone being intoxicated, whether you know it or not. Some of these ones that have smaller fights and it's like a family fight, someone's probably drunk in the group. It, it's almost a given. I have no people who go to Disneyland can get into, you know, Oga's Cantina and are sticking vodka into different drinks they have there because no one checks anything. They don't check to see if a bottle's sealed or not. So, you know, stay classy, Florida, stop the brawls. But, um, Disney is not allowing there any more reservations until 2023. I guarantee that's going to change by the time we put this podcast up because um, it always does. Whenever someone posts one of these articles and they get mad, uh, reservations will start popping back up. But I do know usually the holiday is usually booked and it won't reopen. Yeah, I would say of of mo, I, I would I'd agree with you in most times, but with this time, I I really doubt it. Um, or if they do, it's going to be a very, very limited number. Well, and I mean, what? There's only four more days till the end of the year, so this is their busiest time. But the funny thing is, is even with so right now the Disneyland, there's no um, magic keys going on right now because they're blocked out the last two weeks and. I guess people are going, it's like, oh, let's check it out. This is the first time, you know, all the people that are here had to buy a ticket. And it's basically the highest price ticket you could buy. And they says it's still, it's a little bit, you know, at least everyone that I've seen and, and what they've said reported on it, it's a little bit slower, but nothing to to write home about like, oh, you need to come at this time. Because like you said, or like I said, even looking at it, it's like everyone here had to buy a ticket to get in here. There's no magic key people here. And the guy's like, I got a magic key. I had to buy a ticket to get in. So everyone here, and it's it's not like it's jam-packed like it was before. I don't think it'll ever be jam-packed like it was before with the reservation system. But like he said, everyone here had to buy a ticket. There's no passes here. It's like, And it's still, you know... It, still um you know there's still a decent amount of people there it didn't stop anybody from coming that you had to buy a ticket yeah i know and i do feel like um from everyone like people i don't think people have been there like i've been there on a busy day on accident we went there on dapper day one time not even thinking about it we had planned it out for a very long time and i haven't seen any photos even close to being that as busy as what bats day or dapper day used to be um yeah. i am grateful that i got to um uh see dapper day in its prime when i saw the most beautiful costume of a woman who was because it was bat's day and dapper day and this lady was a goth mary poppins it was amazing like legitimately amazing so right um it, it we're, we're going to see, I, I have a feeling next year they're going to start increasing the amount of reservations. Because when was it? Was it um, summertime when people complained there wasn't enough reservations and magically a bunch of them showed up? I think yeah. it was. Yep, like so, right at be the beginning of the summer season, like when schools and everything got out. Yeah, and I, I know when I booked my trip for the end of next month, 
they must it must be a very slow weekend because hotel prices are dirt cheap like everything is dirt cheap that weekend so i assume because i think um haunted mansion should go down mm, two weeks i think it is i think it's two weeks haunted mansion goes down for refurbishment after the 10th and then i think splash mountain closes next month as well so <coughs> i know um the reservation system is probably going to stay the same but a little bit different so we'll see well uh, splash mountain in florida closes next month in january but no word on the one in in disneyland yet i have a feeling it'll close at about almost at the same time i have a feeling um because they usually do close it in january anyways for refurbishment in general so we'll see right yeah uh, Next, we have social media goes wild over toddlers' ungrateful reaction to Disney World surprise. Oh, it's funny. She was not happy. And the funny thing is, is so she wasn't un, ungrateful for the Disney World surprise the parents did. Oh, hey, open up this gift and then open up this gift and it all leads to, you know, the bigger gift. Well, the first gift they opened up was a suitcase, and then inside the suitcase had more gifts. Well, the suitcase that she got wasn't the one that she wanted, so that's why she threw the temper tantrum. Well, her older sister, you know, opened up the suitcase, and then there was more stuff in it, and then she started opening everything, and then, you know, basically found out they made a shirt or something that says we're going to disney world and the very last thing that they opened was like a uh, a certificate that they're going to like a five-day vacation on disney world but as soon as that the toddler opened up the um the box and saw the suitcase oh she straight up meltdown like i wanted the snow one and i got you know this other one it was pretty funny yeah, and well, and so the thing I have a problem with is if you're going to do a surprise for your kids, um, just don't do the one where um, somebody, I've seen one where they they basically say we're going to grandma's house or something and then they just show up. Uh, that's not cool at all. So don't do that. What do you mean? And they just show up? They show up at Disneyland or Disney World. And they're like, but we were going to grandma's house. And like some of the kids are actually like upset. They're not going to grandma's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to if if you're going to do something like that, you have to like say you're going to like the doctor's office or something like that or somewhere where they don't like you said, don't want to go. Because like you said, you, then you get the, the reactions like, oh, man, we messed up. We shouldn't have said we were going to grandma's house or, or something like that. Now, it'd be yeah. cool if like grandma met them there and you say we're going to grandma's house is one oh. thing. But but like you say, it's you don't want it. If you do that, you got to word it right where it doesn't backfire on you and that they're happy to be at whatever final destination it it is yeah yeah um lastly in disney world we have a professional eater reveals five worst disney world foods of 2022 and i don't think they should be shocked by it yeah and on it i was reading through the list so i'm thinking okay professional eater it's going to be something like oh, hey, don't eat this because it's going to, you know, like I'm thinking it was something with him being a professional eater um, that it would be hard to eat quick or a, 
a big quantity of them. It's not really that it was just, um, what was it? Like one of them is in the new space, uh, 220 lounge. It was a, uh, salmon, the salmon entree. He said it was bland. So, you know, he said, even though they've changed their recipe, he recommends the steak, you know, another one was, um, the margarita flatbed pizza at Mama Melrose's Restaurante Italiano at Disney Hollywood Studios. So, I mean, if you want to see the list, it's, you know, you could Google it and find the the article on it. But it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's one of those things where, I don't know, man, I feel like sometimes... Um... People, I don't know if they, they, they get too involved. I mean, it, there are some gross stuff. I would not eat pizza at Disney. I just, it, it doesn't appeal to me. Unless you're actually in like Epcot and going to like an Italian restaurant there. Yes, I'll say that's the only thing that I would say is the one in Epcot. Yep. Yeah, yeah via Napoli in Epcot. Because we went there and it was delicious. Yeah. But anywhere else. Like one of them, it's pulled pork jelly donut sandwich that just sounds disgusting exactly um onto the disneyland resort pile um so we just talked about earlier fan favorite goth event returns to disney on may 7th 2023 that is um uh what do you call it they call it bats day yep and um they're gonna have the whole event which is uh stalking around the parks which basically uh, you walk around the park and you have fun, basically. You know, that's basically what it is. It's it's a very fun event. It's not as creepy as you would think. There's a lot of steampunk-inspired um, stuff. So I am excited for that. Um, iconic Disney ride now a living hell, thanks to Disney Genie. <laughs> yeah this is um a person and of course like all these articles that say you know living hell or the mold infestation or whatnot you know these are people's experiences you know so they always throw that like yeah i think we've said in previous podcasts but this one the person was talking about space mountain and basically they said with how the queue is set up and everything is is like 90 percent of the people that go in that are let in is um genie plus and then 10 percent is the regular standby line so even though the line doesn't look that long is it is just how the queue is for um space mountain they noticed it more on on space mountain than anything else so i guess that's their way of pushing the the disney plus or uh genie plus on getting it is you'll get more of a priority going in which stinks because you can only ride one ride um with the genie plus and once you use the genie plus for that ride it's done it's not like how it was before with um max pass or if there was an open slot you could write it five times if you wanted to we're on this it's one time and it's and it's done so if you want to write it again you're in standby uh, on it so i know that's the 
a big problem and I've noticed more so lately, probably within the last three, four months is space mountain is one of them. And there was even a guy blogger and he was kind of towards the front in the standby line and he counted, um, uh, how many people got let in, um, because there's two lines. So it's either standby or genie plus there's no other lines. Um, and he counted how many people got let in, um, and a timer on how long they were stopped for. And I forgot what it was. It was like either 50 or 60 people could have been more, um, that got let in before the standby line got let in. And probably the standby, there was only maybe like 15 to 20 people that got let in. It was a significant amount of people, um, with the genie plus that got let in versus the standby line, which obviously made the standby line a lot longer. So it, it, they're still working on it. And I think it would be different is if they get rid of that only, you could only use it on one ride once. Yeah. Uh, I think that would help out a lot of stuff, but I know my buddy that I'm going with next month said that, um, he did appreciate, um, the past because he was able to, um, do more with the kids. Cause he got two little kids and they just can't stand around and wait in line. Exactly. Um, yep. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's it's yeah. Them. But, um, I would think that only thing I want to do is whatever pass it requires. I am going to ride all the stuff in star Wars. Um, he didn't even know there was rides in star Wars land in Batu. So, so the, the two rides. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you on, on it. And my personal experience is I would pay for a lightning lane on rise of the resistance, even if it is the most expensive one. I think that is, that is worth it. And knowing that you get, you will get on, get on yes. it, but everything else, um, I wouldn't pay for I am going to do that for that one ride and that's it. So yes, I'm going to do that. Yep. Um, next, uh, Disney park guest stuck dangling midair while waiting for rescue. And the funny thing with this, I'm like, what ride is this? So it's the silly symphony swings and they were literally stuck about three feet off the ground. So their feet weren't touching the ground. Something happened and they were just sitting there. It's like, I I'm, I'm right here. I'm literally right here. So it's like you're so close yet so far away. I would think it'd be like, because I've seen um, Soren and they've get stuck before and, you know, it's no big deal. But yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, I like that ride, actually. It's kind of fun and it gets you cools you off on a hot day. Um, right. A guest reveals shockingly poor Disneyland seafood quality gets brutal food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think and it was from the. um uh oh it's not the food and wine one but the one that they just had um there on one of, that they had the booth set up for and she was like documenting she's like oh i'm just going to do a tiktok video to document the stuff that we ate throughout the day and the very last one is her in the bathroom saying yeah the seafood is bad and looking at it and it, so then it's like well how do you know it was a seafood and looking at it multiple people got it from that and like she says, looking back on it, it was it just looked bad. And with seafood, that's going to be 
it's easier to get some type of food poisoning from seafood. If you've ever done any of the testing, like I actually had to do where they talk about like how it's supposed to be stored, how it's supposed to come. It literally seafood could go bad and the time that it gets dropped off to the time you put it in wherever you're keeping it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. So sorry for him on getting sick. That kind of sucks. Her. Oh, her. Oops. Yeah. She's um, not happy. I, I wouldn't be happy either, man. It's right. the- <laughs> right, exactly. Um, next, we have uh, magic key holders lay on ground, get dragged away from being blocked out of Disney. So this is funny. This is definitely a click clickbaity title, but I thought it was pretty pretty cool because I'm like, oh, I didn't hear anything about this. What it was is it was the very last day they were leaving the parks that magic key holders could get in. And the girl was like, oh, you know, me being blocked out for the next 12 days. And it was like her and a group of her friends. You know, she was like holding on to the um, one of the gates there and they were pretending to drag her, you know, to take her away. Like, you know, hey, you got to go. You can't can't come back. So it was pretty cool. It was funny. I I thought it was, um, you know, they did a good job with it. Yeah, they're doing more creative stuff, and I think Disney is letting a lot of them get away with stuff like outside the park and on the edges because it does bring attention to them. But exactly, pretty funny. Keeps them relevant. Um, this one actually was hilarious. I had a dig for this one. I actually saw this before you put it on there. Um, wild animal forces Disney attraction to shut down. So the way the most articles said it was that oh, um, Splash Mountain got shut down, but not for the normal reasons. Why? And so right. um, it was a possum. He's just a cute little guy. It was a little possum. Yep. Um, I'm surprised he got in there because, you know, not to be gross, but the cats get most of the stuff in there. The cats are <laughs> fed just enough to keep them around, keep them tame and not aggressive. Um, but they keep most of the stuff out well, of the they, park. They got, a, they got a job too. Yeah, I'm really surprised. And the other thing is, is you don't really see that many possums. You see them like outside the parks, but not anywhere like in the resort area. Maybe one here, maybe one there. But like you said, most of the time it's because, you know, the cats are, are there. Um, so to see a little baby possum, especially at Splash Mountain, he, he was a lucky one. Yeah, he had to. And he, even, was t- and he was tiny, too. Small. It was a small possum, and he wasn't playing dead when um, I saw him. Yeah, no, he was just chilling in a log. It's crazy. Right. Um, lastly, Disney Genie Plus price back to all-time high and completely sells out. Yep. I mean, there you go. The, that title right there says it all. The demand yeah. is there. It's gonna keep. It's gonna keep doing that just because that's that's, you know, it is what it is. Right. It, I mean, and, and you know, like I said, it's all time high and sold out. So, like you said, demand's there, and of course, they would get, they would make more available, um, you know, if if it was if it was there. It's not like oh hey. Um, you know, parks at 100% capacity, but we only release 70% of Genie Plus. No, if it's 100% capacity, they're going to release 100% capacity, 100% of the Genie Plus. They're not, they're not dumb. If you want to buy it and only get on two rides or get on one ride, hey, 
we will gladly sell it to you, especially at the premium pricing that it was. So, I mean, you could say all you want, but until it gets at a high price and nobody's buying it, I'll tell you. That's what we're going to have to deal with for the foreseeable future because <laughs> people fail to remember the reason why they're doing this is to stop the slow capacity. Not dramatically, just enough. That's why they're making these small changes, why they make small increases in, in price. You know, when we're going, we're doing one park per day. I don't need a park hop. I'm, I'm too old to be park hopping. I'm going to stay in one park all day long. We're going to do Disneyland on Friday, California Adventure on Saturday. Um, that, but, that walk across the Esplanade is just too much for you? Dude, you know what? Did I tell <laughs> the story? So the reason why I don't want to park hop either is because I feel like there's more stuff that you forget. Like, obviously, yeah. there's not fast passes anymore. But, like, uh, when we went, when my dad, um, get, we did a family trip. And um, it was me and my dad. And we had my niece and my nephew who were old enough. That was the first time they were able to ride Splash Mountain. They love Splash Mountain. We made it from cars to Splash Mountain in eight minutes. Light, light jogging. You're not supposed to run. We did light jogging. We get all the way through the line. We had fast passes, and it breaks down when we're like 10 people from getting on. Right. And they had a stroller to sleep in. I didn't. I had to push them all the way back to the hotel where everyone else was taking a nap, and then I had to get ready to go back out. So... Right. Um, we'll see if you didn't light jog and you walked, it would have broke down way before you got there and you wouldn't have wasted the, the time. No, we wouldn't have made it in time for our fast pass. Yeah, uh, it's poor, I, uh, <clears throat> poor planning on your on your part. It's on my part. <laughs> you know how many rides we went through in one day? Right. Well, you could do the, the gumball rally. So we did 26 rides in one day. That's good. Because my sister was pregnant at the time, couldn't go on any rides. So oh. she, as soon as we would get our fast passes turned in, she'd run to the next ride and get us our fast passes. Yeah. So we were we were basically starting from Tomorrowland and then daisy chaining it all the way over to Adventureland and Frontierland, and then basically making sure we hit every single ride on the way there and then went over to California Adventure. So right. Um, but but like you see, you know, kind of back to like we said, one park on one day, if you do that and like California Adventure used to be a half day park, there was nothing there. You'd ride Toy Story. And then when Cars Land opened up, you do Cars, maybe do um, Bugs Life. And and that yeah. and that was it. Yeah. Um, or and the um, Incredicoaster Coaster screaming. And that was, you know, pretty much it. Yeah. Um, we're now on that. Obviously, there's there's more to do over there. I still don't think it's a full day park, but if you only have a one day ticket, you will, like you said, you'll find stuff to do or, oh, hey, I forgot about this. Or, you know what? I've always wanted to check this out and never really have. Let's check this out now um, type deal. Yep. Well, you, you'll find stuff to do. I mean, usually what we would do is, I think we even did this with you, was we went to Rope Drop on Disneyland side, park hopped over to California Adventure, like, on the second day. Like, we would go back and forth both days, but the second day, what you'd usually do is, you'd go over there just before lunch, you'd go ride the Incredicoaster and maybe Goofy Sky School, because you don't want to throw up on those, and then you eat at the either the um, 
where Tim Tim blessed me with the knowledge of getting mac and cheese in a bread bowl, which was the mm-hmm. best addition to right. my life. Um, but usually, then you'd eat after that, and then you'd walk over to Disneyland to finish your day out. It yeah. was you were probably in California Adventure for two hours tops. Couple hours, if, yeah. If there was no lines, um, now I have heard people like, you know, the new um, Avengers Campus is not doing that great. Um, I do want to try Pim's Lab, so that's what we want to go there for. But um, you know, I'm really going to see Batu. Um, I am. I have an armful of Disney tattoos, uh, Star Wars tattoos, and I haven't been to Batu yet. So um, I'll be going next month, and I'm very excited. Yeah, no, it should it should should be good. And like you said, even you know now with Avengers Campus, you could probably spend a good hour over there and not riding any rides, but just checking stuff out in the different areas over there, looking at different stuff, reading the different things that are there. Like you said, eating at the the test kitchen, maybe seeing the Spider-Man show, see if he actually, the Stuntronic makes it all the way over, crashes into the side of the building, um, you know, or seeing the, the Black Panther people come out and do their thing um, or Dor- Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if they got the, the dance party that they do there or whatnot but you know there's different yeah, little the shows that that they street uh streettainment that they do that you could kind of kill some time with and i can go make friends with mr and mrs incredible like tim and i did when we went the one time where we saw them walking we just gave them a fist bump and they were like yeah oh right yeah <laughs> uh but yeah that's it for us this week um we want to thank everyone who comes through. We greatly appreciate it. Um, look for this. Uh, we'll, we're, we're back on the weekly schedule for the most part. It might change here and there, but it's pretty much set since the holidays are basically over. But uh, I do want to thank everyone again for listening. It's greatly appreciated. So for the FOMO cast, I'm Tim. Oh, whoa. No, you're Chris. Tim, I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.